they form a writhing mass of eyeballs and flesh and hair that's like roiling and churning. Hello, welcome to Guides to the Unknown. I'm Kristen. And I'm her little brother, William. And this week we are talking about the Ring franchise from conception books to all these movies. From conception to death. Yes. Basically. I mean, is it dead? It seems like it's still continuing, I have to say. I'm sort of joking around, but it does feel like something's missing now. And and maybe it's, Mm -hmm. you know, it'll, it'll continue on in some form. It's largely only being carried on by films in Japan, from what I can tell. Right. Um, But it seems like it's still pretty popular over there. I mean, I feel like Sadako slash Samara is such an icon now. I know. That they're just a mainstay of horror. Like, isn't there always somebody who's dressed like Sadako at Hollywood Horror Nights and Universal? Probably. Probably, like, at all times. I do agree with you that I think that, like, this is an iconic, iconic franchise built largely off of just a fun concept, Mm -hmm. you know? And then the individual stories themselves seem to be largely forget hit or miss they seem like they're largely miss that's my impression i don't know i was gonna say a lot i don't know anything about the sequels and stuff yeah um but really people really liked the first one and then it seems like they've been there have been diminishing returns i think this is a good example there's something that like i'm always fascinated by looking at a franchise Mm -hmm. and some franchises start real messy and then they figure it out as they go along right friday the 13th I like that first movie, but it was largely like uh, super, you know, derivative of a thousand different things. Mm -hmm. And then with each new movie they made, they were like, all right, uh, now Jason's the killer. Yeah. All right. uh, Let's give him a different mask. Right. And then they found it. They do keep it fresh. They they keep it a little bit for and then and then they get stale from there. Right. But like they find their they find their footing Mm -hmm. versus some things that come out the gate looking good. Yeah. Halloween. Comes out the gate strong. Absolutely. And then falls apart in the sequels because how do you top like an already polished up idea? Yeah, and you know, very simple idea. And I yeah. feel like the the um the impulse is to throw a lot of mustard on it. That's and sometimes true, it yeah. just doesn't need it. It doesn't need mustard. Mm-hmm. And I think the ring is a franchise kind of like that. Yeah. I won't say that the original story, the popular story, is is simple necessarily, but compared <laughs> to what comes later, it couldn't be more straightforward. Because the sequels get complicated uh, in the extreme and messy. But that underlying idea is really, really effective. You watch a tape. Mm -hmm. It's a cursed tape. It has spooky images on it that you can't figure out. Um, It's a cursed video. The second the video stops playing, you get a phone call saying you're going to die in seven days. During those seven days, you start having visions. There are burn marks of a hand on your arm. You see a little girl that's haunting you. Uh, the only way for you to save yourself is to make a copy of that tape and pass the curse on to someone else. Right. Fun idea. Super duper fun idea. And then the little girl ghost is really scary and interesting looking. And everyone seems to have collectively gone Yes. Right. We like that. Yeah, and it's a it's a fun visual thing. It has like yeah. a cool visual hook, which is probably the biggest part of it becoming iconic. Like yeah. it's a cool story and everything, but thinking of that girl crawling out of the well, crawling out of the TV, like come on. It's appealing and it's and it's scary it's and freaky. it's inventive. Yeah, it's super and memorable. freaky. Yeah. You know. So I think everybody really latched onto that and that made Sadako in Japan, Samara in the US, really just the shape of this girl wearing all white, waterlogged, mm-hmm. dirty clothes, 
wet black hair draped over her face. Definitely going for the wet look. Shambling toward you. That's just an icon of horror now. Definitely. It's exalted. Yes, it is. So I think I'll start us off. Sure. I think. Um, because the Ring series is based on a series of books uh, by an author named Koji Suzuki. So he has written other horror stuff, also fantasy and sci-fi stuff. Namely something. Do you know about the weird thing that he wrote? Oh, do I get to tell you this? I guess not. Yeah, I don't know. Yes. I was thinking that maybe you would have known this already or you came across it in your research. I mean, I'm maybe very, I do. I don't know. I think I think you would know already if, okay. if you knew. Uh, he wrote a story called Drop or The Drop in English, um, purely written on a roll of toilet paper. Oh, no way. Yes. I couldn't believe my eyes nor my luck oh, this is, when that's I came awesome. across this. So it's a nine chapter novella and it's written in second person narrative, which oh. means you are the main character. I don't like that. Reading this thing. And it's about a goblin hiding in the walls of a public bathroom. Okay. So it's pretty short. Um, it's written several times on each roll of toilet paper. So you could conceivably read this whole thing and you come to the end and you just rip that ply off and leave it for the next person. Whoa. It's crazy. Doing for toilets what the ring did for VCRs, I think. You're putting them on the map. Just about time. Prior to that, they were not popular. They were out of vogue. Actually, you know what's funny is if it did for toilets what it did for VCRs, <laughs> it would mean we don't use them anymore. I know. I know. I just wrote that. <laughs> um, so... I'm a little so okay. I'm a little bit unclear. You thought it was safe to go back on the <laughs> Just toilet. Just when you thought it was safe to go to the bathroom, I'm a little unclear on whether it was actually released in English. It was obviously certainly released in Japan okay. in 2009. Um, but I found like w weird, conflicting stuff about whether it was released in English or not. I ended up spending so much time on this toilet paper roll thing that I was like, I simply must move on. Um, so. Maybe it was released in English in 2012 is what I saw possibly and then pulled from market yeah. or perhaps it was announced to be released in English and it never happened. However, I was still able to come across an image of what seems to be the story on a toilet paper really? roll in English. And that's the only place I could find an excerpt that I would love to read to you. This is really, really cool. Yeah. It's really cool, but I have to say... In terms of quality, this looks like a napkin. Absolutely. I don't like this. This looks like a cheap picnic napkin. I completely agree with you. It looks stiff. Yeah. Now, it does have at least two plies, because you, you can see an area where the plies are coming apart. Yes. Um, I'm noticing a trend, William, in Airbnbs. The cheapest stuff. What the hell is going on here? Scots. They're lucky I don't dock a star. I, I, I would never dock a Scott. Uh, yeah. You squat. Scots. Squat on one, the spot and you see a Scott? I'm one, not happy. One ply. It's a shock. It's shocking. And it's new. Mm -hmm. And it has been two Airbnbs that we have gone to now together. I don't like it. And they both had the one ply Scots. <laughs> the next time that so we I'm happen to... I'm curious about whether this is going to be a continuing thing. The next time we travel together and we go to yeah. an Airbnb, 
one of us needs to run in first and peep the bathroom <laughs> and then just go, ah, it's a Scots. It's a Scots. And, and then, then we we'll just cancel the booking. And get the hell out yeah. of there. Or bring our own toilet paper. That would be like, ridiculous. I know. Uh, Melissa on the real world New Orleans homecoming, which just finished, uh, brought her own toilet paper to the house. Which I- What? Oh, man. I have been... Look, this has been, as you like to say and annoy me, living in my head rent free. Uh, the real world New Orleans was on in 2002. There was a reunion in 2022 called Homecoming, where they get all the same people from the real world back together again to live in a house. It was so 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 good. It was up for a Critics Choice Award just this weekend, and it lost, which is a crime. Two. I don't know. And people are talking about how it should be up for an Emmy. It was a great show. Why'd you bring her on toilet paper? She just likes it. The thing I that freaks out about Melissa. traveling is the toilet, not the paper, usually. Look, if I had known that we were going to be encountering Scots everywhere we went, it's not impossible I'd bring my own toilet paper. Although I'm not even nuts about my own. <laughs> what? Well, you're in control of that. I know, but I do it for the environment. Oh, you've got some hippy-dippy yeah. save-the-planet yeah. papier. I don't really like it, mm. but I do it. But I like it better than yeah. the Scots. Understood, understood. Um, all right, so back to this toilet paper. Yeah, I can't wait. So let me read At least you... half the show should be about toilet paper. Oh, I could go on and on. <laughs> we should have a spinoff show called Toilet Talk. We d- we could. Yeah. We did literally have an episode of, of this show about toilet monsters. That's right. Specifically. That's right, we did. Just saying. Okay, so I'm only, I was only able to find an excerpt of this story drop or the drop by zooming in on this thing of toilet paper, which... Which some websites say that you could buy on JapaneseToiletPaper.com, but then when you go to JapaneseToiletPaper.com and there's a thing that says, like, uh, you know, the drop, and you click on it, it brings you to, uh, to an error message. So I don't know what's going on know. out there. Maybe it's available on, maybe you know, honestly, it might be available on Kindle, but, like, what am I supposed to I do? I think it was only... Go through, like, a thousand Kindles to get to the end of this story? <laughs> I think it was only released in toilet paper. That would be such an expensive <laughs> yeah. story to do on yeah, a Kindle. Yeah, what are we supposed to do? <laughs> so stupid. I'm not getting it on a Kindle. That's disgusting. Yeah. Um. <laughs> you can't flush a Kindle. Okay. 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 I'm pulling it together now. Here we now. go. All right. We'll pull it together in one second because I want to tell you <sighs> that I just replaced my Kindle with a device called a Books Poke 3. <laughs> Okay, anyway, anyway. No, I gotta know about that now. Because I want to be able to read books that aren't just from the Kindle store. So this operates with the Google Play store, so I can use my Scribd account, I can use my Libby Library account, and I can use Kindle. What's that's, it called? That's called a Books Poke 3. <laughs> <laughs> I just got it today. Never heard about this in I all my days. It. I was on, like, the e-readers Reddit, like... <laughs> <laughs> trying to figure this out, <laughs> doing that math meme, trying to figure out the best device so I could pull books from all the sources that I like. Ooh, Bookenspiel. Okay. Okay. So Getting this it together says, now. I'll try. Uh, indented eye sockets hold deep darkness while the face itself is pale. It seems the face is not watching anything in particular, but keeping the whole stall in sight. Remember, we're in a bathroom stall. <laughs> Thank you. The face watches you. It's strange you can visualize every detail of its unique expression in your head. I've seen that face before. Does it belong to someone I know buried deep within my memory? 
the something landed on the toilet paper in your hand. You wonder if it's only a coincidence. It's evening during your something. It's drizzling outside. Something about the ceiling. Now I've lost it. I'm surprised that it's not like, you know, you sat down for your daily comfort. It might be, but all but I then can... then you s- notice the strangest thing. Somebody had scrawled all over the paper. If you very- reach toward it. Your curiosity peaked. Like, why isn't it about the act of reading toilet paper? Well, once again, remember, it very well may be that. Yeah, I am only right, reading right, right. like a square and a half of this story. Can't spare a square. No. Do you have the next chapter? No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a mean move. Somebody just rips off the toilet paper mid-story. Or just leaves the last couple of sentences so that the whole thing is spoiled. No. <laughs> <laughs> supposed to enjoy the go. <laughs> this won't do. No, it won't do. Well, it will do. I'll do. I'll yeah. make. Okay. Okay. So Getting it together now. <laughs> yes. So that is where Koji Suzuki is coming from. Okay. But he did also write Ring, Spiral, and Loop. Okay. So Ring is the book that Ringu was based on. There were also some uh, TV movies, maybe actually series, I'm not sure, but there was definitely a TV adaptation of Ring in Japan. Oh, this is an enormous, an enormous franchise. Yeah. Six novels, seven comics, more than a dozen movies, two TV series, two video games, three radio plays, which I'm very curious oh, about, cool. do not know anything about. Me neither. Yeah. That's awesome. Um. So I'm going to give you synopses of these books. The first one is pretty close to The Ring, the movie. Okay. And I would invite you to jump in and, you know, Absolutely. if you're like, this is different, whatever, we'll kind of do it that way. Yeah. Um, the, the book The Ring sounds pretty cool to me. Then Spiral and Loop go into like, actually kind of like a weird medical and techno horror sort of direction that just doesn't personally appeal to me. And in particular, the last book in this trilogy loop, um, I found the synopsis like so hard to keep track of and confusing, even though it's short. Like if you go to the links in the show notes, which link to Wikipedia and like a fandom page for these things. It's not super long, but it's so dense. I was like, wait, what? Uh." But we'll, we'll, um, start with talking about the ring. So ring was inspired by poltergeist, which is apparently his favorite movie. Um, but also about, uh, the Japanese concept of the Onryo, which I believe you spoke about in our J horror episode, which is episode 130. Yeah, yeah, that and our grudge episode, which we did recently. Oh, okay. Maybe it's not even in. No, the I, think, I think I okay. think I think we touch on aspects of both, like some of like the lore background. I think is parts of one thirty and the grudge episode two two two. Okay, cool. Um, so as a quick summary, but you can check those out for the entire thing. And on Rio is a spirit of vengeance who can cause physical harm to people who have harmed them in their life and they can even kill them. Yeah. So they're able to breach that sort of afterlife life barrier and do physical things they wouldn't be able to otherwise all in the name of revenge and the onryo is one kind of iteration of a category of co- of ghosts called the yuri or yuri i don't know how you pronounce it yeah y-u-r-e-i yep yeah um which is a ghost who's had a sudden or violent death and they can't pass on until they've resolved that emotionally and so sadako of the ring the japanese version definitely would kind of fall into those categories the bill. quite nicely so here's the story 
story of Ring, the first book. There's a reporter named Kazayuki whose niece dies with four other college students under weird circumstances. So he goes to check it out at the resort they were seen at before they died. He comes across a tape with weird images, some realistic and some not, very strobing and strange. Um, <laughs> okay. So as you know. Oh, come on. You weren't supposed to address that. <laughs> How could I not, William? Okay. As you know, if anything, it's a service to people who may not have joined us for a live show before. This is the kind of tomfoolery that's going on. We record each episode live on youtube.com slash gttupod every Tuesday at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And there's a chat of lovely people who are talking to each other yes. while we record the show. Because we were just talking about toilet paper, someone in the chat asked what brand of toilet paper everybody uses. People are going back and forth sharing their favorite tps and will as i was talking put in quilted northern ftw for the win <laughs> i didn't think kristen was gonna acknowledge it <laughs> how could i not i'm sorry this is, I, i'll I, I, I will take the blame for this interruption we're gonna get it together <laughs> yes we're back on track and i don't want to name my brand of toilet paper because i already said i don't like it so I don't oh, want to give them negative publicity. That's interesting. But I do continue to use it. You think if they get re review bombed with like Chris no, 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 the no, unknown no. doesn't like this? No, I don't think that at all. But I just don't want to talk crap. She about uses someone. it, but she has a grudge. <laughs> I do. <laughs> all right, getting it together now. Okay, we're back. So Kazuyuki is investigating his niece's death and her friends when he comes across this tape with weird images that are like flashing. Some are realistic, some don't. And it ends with the warning that the viewer will have one week to live. So the phone thing isn't a thing in the book. It's just on the tape, which is much cleaner, actually. Yeah. The phone thing almost reminds me of what's something that we referred to. Oh, saw. As having, like, a lot of different elements going on, like, there's, you know, he's called Jigsaw, and there's a little puzzle piece, and it's a morality thing, and there's a pig, and there's whatever. And it's fine to have a thousand things if they all sort of play nicely together, but I, I agree with you. I think watching the videotape and then the phone rings is a step too far. What it does that's interesting and fun for the movies is it implies... It gives everybody this level of, like, paranoia. Of, yeah. like, all I did was watch a tape. Is someone watching me? <laughs> right. Like, how, how can anyone know? know? This is an analog process. Right. You know, like, how are they... It's not connected to the internet. Exa that's, yeah. How, how are they aware that I just finished watching a tape? That's kind of interesting. Yeah, totally. The annoying explanation I can give is there's ring imagery throughout the films. Um, the big one is we're seeing from the inside of a well, mm -hmm. looking up the top of the well as somebody pushes a big stone over the entrance leaving a light ring where the sun is just eking in so it looks right. like a solar eclipse ring then you've got um the uh, the ring ring of the telephone well yeah yeah mm. that's that's true huh, i hadn't thought about that it's before. it's a little annoying yeah but it's not wrong it's not the worst either i don't think it's like egregious but just reading this i was like oh yeah like yeah. it could just be on the move they're watching something already on but it doesn't matter you will die in seven days right. right um then interestingly it says that there's only one way to stop it and then there's a, a commercial that's been overwritten over that part of the movie so you don't know why oh that's kind or of fun. you don't know how yeah totally but so kazuyuki 
believes the tape and is like, what the hell? And I don't know how to solve it. What am I going to do? And he's totally freaked out. Now, this is a weird thing. And this is somebody who appears throughout the rest of the series. He shows the tape to his friend Ryuji, who's apparently a psychopath and jokes about having raped people. What? But this is like his best friend. I don't understand, but everything oh. I read made a point of that, okay. of saying that. It was in the fandom. It was in the wiki. So, th- you know, I'm giving a an overview yeah. of the books. Perhaps that plays into something know. else in the in the books i'm not sure but that that's a thing but this is like his best friend yeah. and uh ryuji agrees that the tape feels scary and weird and asks uh kazayuki to make him a copy of the tape so that he can study it at home which he then does so after looking through the tape super carefully as the clock is ticking, they're able to trace the tape to the story of Sadako Yamamura, a person who had apparent telekinetic powers and disappeared 30 years ago. But unfortunately, during the course of their research, Kazuyuki's wife and infant daughter accidentally watched the tape because he left it lying around at home. So now it's really on because he yeah. knows they're in danger and he needs to figure out how to undo this. They find out that Sadako spent a lot of time visiting their father in a sanatorium while he had tuberculosis, and that a Dr. Jitaro, who worked there, became obsessed with Sadako, ultimately raping them in the woods by the hospital. So during the struggle, um, during which Dr. Jitaro found out that Sadako is intersex, so Sadako in this isn't a woman, um, Sadako injured the doctor during their fight, and he got super pissed and threw them into a well nearby and then crushed them with rocks. Oh, God. Unbeknownst to the doctor at the time, he had smallpox and Sadako was infected by them during this whole thing. Oh, so enter this weird medical viral. virus. Yes. Exactly. Okay. And so the tape is a viral thing. Oh, like literally viral. It becomes extremely literally viral as we go. Not in this first book, but yeah. Um, So Kazuyuki and Ryuji visit the woods, because I guess the doctor tells them this or something. And they find a lodge where they, I think, surmise that the tape must have been located. There must have been a tape, a a VHS tape in this lodge, like where this assault was happening. And Sadako's rage and psychic powers combined somehow converged onto the tape, creating this whole thing. Um, so they find Sadako in the well and give them a proper burial, assuming that that might break the curse. But Ryuji dies anyway. So that leads Kazuyuki to believe that the fact that Sadako also had smallpox as a result of the assault meant that this tape has an almost literal viral nature and that he hasn't died because he passed on the tape and a copy to Ryuji. And so now he must have his wife and child do the same thing to save their fate, which is similar to the end of the real, the ring. Yes. Right. right. Yeah. That's, that's interesting. I, it's very interesting to hear where it came from. Mm -hmm. It's weird. This is such a weird point that I'm about to make, but we just did that. We just talked about this, this concept of like, sometimes a movie is just good right off the bat. Yeah. And it gets worse over time. I'm going to backpedal. The origin for this story is this book. Yeah. And they had to make the movies to find the material that works. And I think the American movie, and I'm pretty sure that this is going to be sacrilege, I think the American movie 
mostly distilled all the elements together to make something that worked better. I couldn't agree more. I felt exactly the same way when I was reading about this. I much prefer the plot yeah. of the ring yeah. to the plot that is laid out in ring. To the origin. Yes. Yeah. They, it, there, there was some sifting. There was some discovery process and there were some changes yeah, made. You find all the kind of like cool spookiest yeah. stuff and leave the things that are... We don't need for her to have had smallpox yeah. in order for there to be the lore of having to copy the tape and pass it on. It just is that way because it's that way. Yes. And uh, and and uh, I know, and disturbing, all the disturbing, like sickening, like I don't know what the hell is going on with Ryuji. I I, I looked uh, a teeny bit, and I was like, I don't want I to don't personally. Listen, it, it, they might have been reflections of some aspect of of uh, right outlook on life or culture or something. I don't know. Right, I don't know, but I don't care for it. I don't like that stuff. I don't. I don't. I don't like sexual assault in my horror I stuff. I certainly just don't. don't. I um. So this is uh, this is weird. The ring is not Halloween. Mm -hmm. The ring is Friday the 13th, part three. Not perfect, but this is how they got all the elements to work nicely together. We're just going to continue to I repeat see. this over and over and over again. Yeah, I right? see what you're saying. Um, it's it, it, And mm -hmm. I'm not, I don't want to overly praise the ring <laughs> because I'm not the, the biggest fan in the world. Mm -hmm. But like in terms of the ingredients that we've got and the iconography that everyone latched onto, it seems to me that and Ringu, the original. I was to say, maybe Ringu does the same thing. I actually don't know. By and large, I think mm -hmm. I think that Sadako is not a child. Yeah, and I do. I, I I've watched. Yeah, Sadako's so, not a child. Yeah, no. In in the American movies, Sadako is. is Samara, and she's a little girl. Mm -hmm. But in the original Japanese story, she's a fully grown woman. Right. So uh, I've now watched so many clips of so many movies. Yeah. They're starting to run together. But I did see somebody sexually assaulting Sadako and throwing in her, her in a well. All right. And so that they might used have been the yeah. source material. Yeah. Um, so let's move on to Spiral. I, like I said, this one is okay to me. I feel that they get more and more not my speed yeah um and they're just there's just so much going on they're so kind of convoluted i kind of want to see if i can sort of speed this up a little bit um but it takes place a day after the events of the ring and there's a former classmate of ryuji's who's named ando and is assigned to ryuji's autopsy and it's discovered that ryuji actually died from a strain of smallpox that was eradicated 30 years ago well smallpox was all together 30 years ago right, yeah. so the tape kills you in these books by giving you smallpox okay. it's not just like spontaneous dying or whatever yeah. it creates a, a smallpox tumor um in you that ends up killing you and they also find like newspapers inside ryuji's body um and, with some sort of like code that ends up spelling the word ring okay um we meet Ryuji's assistant mai who knows about this curse and tells ando about it but he's like curses whatever like a man of science i don't know about this um and in the process of reading the notes that ryuji had made about the videotape in the first book the virus of the ring is able to change mediums from the tape to the document that Ando is now reading. Oh. And he all of a sudden starts having all these thoughts about Sadako and the well that Sadako is able to kind of like tell, I guess it wouldn't be telekinesis or, you know, whatever, psychically yeah, yeah. kind of put into his head. Well, considering, you know, there's a, again, a stretch, but I can marry these things together. Mm -hmm. A videotape 
home film videotape is a document. That's exactly the point they make. It's right. a doc, and they're just changing mediums to a written document. A written document. Yeah. Um, so my goes missing, who is who had been Ryuji's assistant, and Ando meets her sister Masaka a few days later, who he falls in love with. And he later finds out something extremely crazy. So they find <laughs> Mai's bo- dead body. Okay. And it turns out... How do I even explain this? What did I write? Okay. It turns out that Mai watched the tape while ovulating. <laughs> and Sadako okay. was able to conceive herself okay. in Mai's body and control her. Then she's born seven days later and kills Mai with her psychic powers and discards her. Masako, who Ando has fallen in love with, is Sadako. She is this Sadako who was born from Mai's body. Okay. And so uh, Masako Sadako tells Ando to never disobey her because he doesn't know who she's he's dealing with. And or I guess it would be never disobey them um, because he doesn't know who he's dealing with. And to publish Ryuji's files because they can dominate the world somehow okay. with them. I, I don't know. Sure. Whatever. We also find out that the guy who's the lead from the first book, Kazuyuki, and his family died in a car crash. But in investigating it, the his wife and daughter died before him in the car crash. So perhaps they were already dead and then he drove them all Somewhere, right. and they all died. Now, what you just described uh-huh. is is basically roughly the events of the first two Japanese movies. Okay. So they made Ringu and they made uh, Spiral. And so those are the adaptations of those first two books. Right. Released... On the same day. Oh, yes. That's right. Yeah, we talked about this. It must have been in J-Horror. So, uh, well, here's what's weirder. Yeah. The Grudge movies, which we talked about in episode oh. 222. I shouldn't presume anything. Grudge 1 and Grudge 2 in Japan were released on the same day. Okay, that's and probably so the what I'm same thinking. thing happens here with The Ring, but it's because of something even weirder. In 1995, there was a TV movie adaptation of Ring. Uh-huh. And so when they were making them into, like, real films a few years later, um, they decided to remake the TV movie. Yeah. Um, but because that story had already been told before in entertainment, they were like, let's also make the sequel, too, and release them simultaneously. Mm-hmm. A little extra bang for your buck. Sure. We've already adapted the book once on television. We're doing it again in film, but we'll give you the sequel at the same time. The TV movie, I watched some clips of because I wanted to see, like, different versions of the tape that kills you. Yeah. You know, what, what are they – how do different – you know, creative yeah. teams adapt a tape that kills you. In the TV movie, uh, when you watch it, it's mostly footage of a volcano explode- exploding. Okay. And dice. A lot of dice oh, jumbling I around. I about this. Yeah. Sadako in the movie is completely nude. Okay. The entire time. It's very strange. Yeah. And then in the 1998 movies, it's the sort of like classic image that we think about. Mm-hmm. The like, you know, the the woman wearing all white, long black hair covering her face. Yeah. Uh, sort of like shambling toward you almost like a zombie. But the events that you just described are basically the first two movies. Mm-hmm. First movie is well received. Spiral, not well received at all. Yeah. Very poorly received, in fact. So much so that a couple years after that, they made a movie called Ring 2. 
Yes. Basically ignoring the events of Spiral, and it's not based on one of these books. Interesting. Distinctly not based on any of these books. Is there a book adaptation of Loop? Uh, a movie adaptation? That's what I meant. Sorry. Maybe. They all seem to have like different names, okay. so I'm not, I'm not sure. All right. So let's move on to that one. This is the last book in the trilogy, although um, there are some books of short stories that have short stories that live in the world yeah. of this. Um, okay. But this is really the main you know, three parts of the story. And this was the one that I was like just having a really hard time following it and focusing on it. Excellent. The first sentence will show you how weird it is. There are 100 supercomputers grouped together in an attempt to create human life, and this project is called Loop. Okay. A student named Kaoru goes to check them out after his father died of something called metastatic human cancer, or MHC. Um, Karou, Karou, I'm sorry, Karou, uh, meets and falls in love with Reiko, who gets pregnant and is more vulnerable to MHC because of it, for whatever reason. So looking into the diseases, um, oh, you know what? I had a typo. That was why it was so confusing. It's Kaoru. Kaoru later found out that his father was working on the Secret Loop project because the last surviving member of that team, Amano, tells him about it. So Kaoru goes to their facility in New Mexico, puts on VR goggles, and is able to see the origin of the ring virus, which means he sees the events of the previous two novels played out in front of him from his perspective. Amano tells him that the creator of Loop wanted to to recreate Ryuji's death so that they could clone Ryuji and insert him into someone's womb. Okay. Uh, but when they did, Ryuji had the ring virus already. So when that baby was born, it had a mutated form of the virus that became MHC. After an encounter with the founder of the Loop Project, Kaoru finds out that he is that baby. Oh, no. And he's immune to MHC. Okay. That's a good thing. So he's we immune can, to Sadako. We can use this. Okay. Kaoru agrees to be studied, even though the procedure may kill him because he has to be molecularized in order to be studied. So it's like when Mike TV in right. Willy Wonka turns into just dust. Yeah, yeah. So the founder puts Kaoru's molecules into the loop machine, and the founder promises that Kaoru's wife, Reiko, will always be able to see him through the VR goggles. So even if he can't come back, he can still be with his wife somehow. In the VR world, he's reborn through Sadako as Ryuji and is able to give Amano a vaccine for MHC. And it That is so it complicated. Ends with he he's he's in the VR world and he feels like Reiko is looking over him. That is insanely complicated and yeah, too much. It's a lot. And just very like medical and techie and not very scary yeah i i i I have no idea i i don't understand that the one thing that i think is an interesting concept Mm -hmm. is somebody's dead but don't worry you can continue to visit them in vr yeah the entire idea of sadako and ghosts and everything is this idea that you die and you continue to live on right sadako as a weird cursed ghost uh creates a videotape impossibly right that allows her to seemingly come back Right. right She curses you, but that's what allows her to continue mm-hmm. haunting the planet, out. it seems, and like, you know, kill people and stuff like that. Uh, using technology 
to mimic what a curse does so that you can visit somebody who's dead in VR is almost interesting, but I don't like it. Right. And he's not really, it's, I guess it's not exactly that he's dead. He's molecularized, so he can't be back in human form. I guess he still has his consciousness or something, but it only lives in the VR world of the loop. Well, let's say that they take my brain. Let's say that they they found out how to remap the human brain Mm -hmm. and digitize it. They do that to me. Yeah. Right? So they plug my brain into a computer, and then you're able to see me on screen and go like, hey, Kristen, I'm in TV now. I've been digitized. Yeah. My corpse is yeah, on the still floor a dead body. or something. Yeah. I died, and that's a copy of me. I guess it's the argument you can of, say, of whether there's a consciousness and a soul that lives on. Did it hand off? Right. Or did you copy it and kill the original? Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I um, think in this, it's a handoff. They say that you just went from. Well, maybe it maybe it does. And I didn't catch it. I don't know. Say that, Kristen, but I don't believe I it. Can't. Um, all right. Well, let's let's wrap up the the Japanese movies because I'm going to yeah. speed run. Okay. okay? So um, I I don't know that that story was adapted in film. By the way, that sounds. <laughs> I, that was the first time I've ever heard anything like that. It's crazy. But William, before you speed run these Japanese films, let's talk about patreon.com slash gttu pod yeah i feel we must this is where you can support guide to the unknown and as a thank you we have tons of bonuses we make weekly bonus episodes every single week that come out on each monday we have commentaries for all of the screen movies we have a private discord that's just for guides the unknown listeners and you get you can get that when you decide to donate to us monthly and we have a number of different tiers that you can choose from at your comfort level that's right yep so uh for example this past Monday, out right this second, if you sign up to the Demon tier, we've got an episode where we look at cutting-edge news of the day. Yes. A lot of stuff about all those UFO that reports that come out. Looking a lot into Tom DeLonge's To the Stars Academy of Arts and Sciences, which is like a, a, a production company. Yeah. Uh, really, that is both researching aliens and also producing movies and stuff. Yeah. To... I don't know. Share spread Normalize? awareness. Of, yeah, I think yeah, it, it gets real wild. We watch yes. a trailer for his new movie in that episode. You can go get it right now. That's right. And this coming Monday, the ring party will continue. I think in a bit more uh, a direct sense. We're going to look uh-huh. at a lot of clips of the ring. Yeah. Some of them are going to be parodies of the ring, as the ring is a, a widely parodied franchise. So yeah, I know for it's sure, so huge scary movie we're going to look at. Um, uh, but I'm going to, I want to look at clips of like Sadako mm-hmm. and Samara and, and ways that they've appeared in movies and stuff and, and pranks that people have, uh, used and, yeah. um, uh, uh, I don't know, just like weird stuff. Like, there's it's this... a ring mix em up. Exactly. A ring mix em up is coming on Monday. So come yeah. back for that. Absolutely. But so patreon.com slash GTTU pod keeps the lights on. It keeps the party going. Mm-hmm. Um, and we can't thank you enough if you do decide to support us. And we really hope that you enjoy the shows that are up there. Yeah. Uh, there are about like 60. Yeah. We've got like 60 bonus shows just it's waiting. Pretty for awesome. You. And that's beside other little bonuses. Like those scream commentaries don't count as bonus shows. They're just we in just there. also do that. And we have other things like that as well. Yep. So go 100%. check it out. Go check it out, everybody. Um, all right. So let's speed run uh, some of these movies because there are a lot of them. So I'm going to move pretty fast. I have not seen. Yeah. I watched clips from all of these. I have not full on watched any of these. Um, so as I mentioned, um, uh, they made a direct sequel to Ring called Ring 2, mm-hmm. not based on any of those books that you just described. Um, it was uh, poorly received. <laughs> then they made Ring Zero, Birthday. It's sort of a Sadako origin story, but weirdly partway through, they start talking about how there are two Sadakos that need to merge to create 
the ultimate Sadako yeah, that we know like from the story. and womb stuff happening. More uh, than I expected. Certainly. Very, very complicated. People did not seem to like it. Yeah. So that was in the year uh, 2000 that they made Ring Zero. So before we get the American remake, there were already one, two, three, four, five. Wow. Sadako movies in Japan. I want to stay with Japan, though, uh, for now, because in 2012, 12-year gap, Mm-hmm. But they come back, they make Sadako 3D, it's called. And now, I want to talk about this for a minute, because it's got terrible reviews. Uh-huh. Again, almost everything outside of the original ring. They all Very seem to bad. have terrible reviews. But, almost everything I read about this, kind of liked. Sounds kind of sweet. Kind of liked. And the clips look like garbage. Yeah. The, it's called Sadako 3D, and it really does feel like Friday the 13th part 3d or whatever because <laughs> I don't like that one they they like throw like a yo-yo in your face in yeah. that movie just like anything <laughs> no, i don't like it anything to toy with the idea that people have 3d glasses on right and they, and very much sadako i 3D completely understand but it's not for me it looks very cheap so somebody is trying to resurrect sadako mm-hmm. she's been gone all this time 12 years she's been gone yeah so there's the serial killer psychopath guy wants to recreate Sadako. So he starts killing women and throwing them in a well. My God. And the bodies are just piling up at the bottom. It's an effed up idea, but it's a good idea. I've had this idea. Yeah. On the show where we talk a lot about ghosts and the ways they're created. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Somebody yeah, yeah. tries to follow that rule book. Yeah, to create another and one. And gets it kind of wrong. I still think you could build an entire story off the backbones of that, that yeah. concept. That doesn't seem to be what Sadako 3D is, so maybe I'm safe. Mm-hmm. But um, So the cursed video is, is still going around, or he's proliferating it. It's a little confusing, but it's looking for a host. Yeah. So now people will watch the cursed tape, and at the end, a voice will sort of examine them and go, You are not the one. Oh. Instead of seven days. Okay. Hunting. And eventually it lands on somebody and says... You are the one. And it's a girl who is psychic and has chosen to be the new Sadako. Hmm. At the end of the movie, Sadako seems to possess this person. Yeah. She gets cocooned in Sadako's hair. And basically... Always with the hair. Always with the hair. And basically, it seems like Sadako wins. Cool. Yeah. I like that. Um, there is Sadako versus Kayako in 2016, which is a very fun and dopey idea it's often mentioned that like the grudge and the ring in japan are similar to uh nightmare on elm street or friday the 13th right here there was like the slasher craze kind of thing going on the ghost craze Mm -hmm. um tons of sequels tons and tons of sequels some of them straight up suck or experimental or whatever but people just liked them yeah they just wanted to see more give me yeah. kayako creeping down the stairs going uh so they want a freddy versus jason kind of vibe exactly and they they did exactly that in 2016 in 2015 this movie was announced on april fool's day mm-hmm. and i almost think that maybe they were literally joking and then people really seemed maybe like i think they were like testing the waters yeah but so they actually made the thing and it sounds more like a ring movie than a combination of the two franchises. Okay. Um, the idea is this. The ring curse is getting more intense. Forget seven days. We're down to two. Oh. You watch the tape, you've got two days. Why? There are a lot of psychics in the ring franchise, it seems. So they find out about the, the grudge house. And basically, in order to try to defeat the ring curse, they're like, here's an idea. We go to the grudge house. We bring a little TV. We watch the ring tape in the grudge house. 
by stepping foot in the grudge house, we're cursed with the grudge, the grudge curse. Yeah. By watching the ring tape, we're cursed with the ring curse. Kayako from the grudge and Sadako from the ring might then fight over who That's claims awesome. each victim. And we can like sneak out the back. I guess. While they're or distracted by each other. They'll kill each other, maybe. Yeah. You know? Um, that's awesome and so in the movie there was a knockdown drag out fight where sadako and kayako are fighting each other like battling and they yeah you know like they they battle the way that you think they would kayako is always creeping on the ground and stuff right but ultimately uh it seems like neither one of them is really losing it seems like they're at a stalemate and so the, everybody's like well it's only a matter of time until they probably turn to us yeah maybe they team up right who knows so there's a well outside and they have an idea they're going to lure the two ghosts outside. Somebody stands by the well and goes to try to trap the two ghosts in the well. Mm -hmm. Um, But Kayako and Sadako are both running at the person who's standing at the well. The person standing on the well falls into the well, drops out of the way. So Kayako and Sadako slam into each other. Right. And they form a writhing mass of eyeballs and flesh and hair that's like, roiling and churning and then ultimately it falls down into the well seemingly crushing the person that had lured them in in the first place and then comes crawling out of the wall something new not quite kayako not quite sadako yeah it is known as sadakaya that's right full portmanteau of the two names it moves like each of them it's sort of like creeping and shambling and zombie-ish like Sadako, mm-hmm. but it likes to do this like crawly, broad-armed thing like Kayako, yep. and it does, of course, the uh, the croak voice. Um, but so Sadakaya now turns its sights on all the survivors, and yeah. the entire idea at the end of the movie is, we blew it, we lose. <laughs> right, we made a super monster. We actually watch a clip of this in that Patreon episode that we were just talking about. Yes. So... That'll be on Patreon on Monday. Make sure you check it out if you want to see Sadakaya. That's awesome. Um, so then uh, in 2019, there's sort of like a reboot. Mm-hmm. It's just called Sadako. And it seems like it is... It's like Logan. It is like Logan. Is she on the road? It does seem a lot more serious. Uh-huh. And, and spooky. And, but the fact of the matter is, every time that I read the plot to these later sequels... I just started being like, almost like you would get with like a slasher where you just eventually like, I, all right, put Jason on a boat to Manhattan. I don't see what, why not. I don't care. Just who does he kill? Yeah. You start to just sort of like lose the threat. And I do feel like that's sort of where it's at. But the franchise is just so popular. They've had Sadako like throw out the opening pitch at baseball games. Yeah, right. It's like it's like having the Freddy Krueger breakfast cereal or something. You yes. know what I mean? It's just gotten so gigantic. I would never eat that. No, thank you. No. Um, so let's 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 jump. Let's talk about the American movies now. Mm-hmm. And again, I I do think that this is going to be somewhat controversial. Okay, um, I'm ready. Ringu is pretty cool. I did watch Ringu, um, but and again, maybe it's just like a, a cultural thing or familiarity or something. But like. There are just some advancements in technology mm-hmm. and cinematography and literally them throwing money at it, I think, that makes the ring really scary. Yeah. And I, it's also very boring. Yeah. I should say that, too. It's <laughs> yeah. very slow-paced. It's like two hours long. Yes, I know. But um, I've seen people in the chat here talk about this. I, I know this from my own personal life. I think uh, we might be basically perfectly of the age yeah. for when this movie came out. Um we saw it, friends saw it, and were freaked 
out by it. Right. And so that nostalgia, that reputation it had from when we were kids, mm -hmm. really, um, it, it continues today. And it gave yeah. me a lot of a lot more affection for it than I really thought I would have had. I can completely see that. I remember watching at my friend Rosie's house and then I got in the car to go home and my air conditioner was like there was like condensation i was like samara yeah this is she's coming this is this is a, a, an interesting movie it, mm -hmm. it is a lot of fun and so it starts the way that ringu starts admittedly this is like the same way that it opens but two girls are like hanging out with each other maybe having like a sleepover just like teenagers chilling and they start one of them telling the story of there's this videotape that kills you you watch it's got all the scary stuff on it, and then the phone rings and a voice tells you you have seven days before you die. Mm -hmm. And the other kid is kind of freaked out and goes, I've watched that. Yeah. I saw that tape a week ago tonight. A little a little too convenient, you yeah. know, whatever. It's a little corny. It's a but, little you know, silly. It's a little right. dopey. Honestly, acting-wise, it feels like the opening of Scream 4. Uh -huh. I realize, it's... like, almost entirely it feels like yeah. Scream 4. I can absolutely see that. But so uh, then, you know, one of them goes downstairs because the phone is ringing. But, oh, it's just their mom checking to make sure everything's okay. Yeah. But when she goes back upstairs, her friend is nowhere to be seen. Water is pouring out from under a closed, locked door. When she gets inside, she finds her friend in the closet. And I genuinely, I remember the first time I saw this. I've heard other people talk about being like, oh my God, the first time that I saw the face. Yeah. In the closet, the friend who had seen the tape and the seven days are up, she is curled into the corner, crouched mm. on the floor, almost like arms wrapped around herself to like protect herself or yeah. so much fear. She was rocking back and forth. And her face, her skin is gray and like, bloated and mottled like the life has been drained out of her entirely all the color has left her skin yeah and her jaw is impossibly distended down and like wrenched to the side her mouth is like gaping open eyes rolled back in her head mm -hmm. they cut to that in this movie as like a flashback they yeah. go like i found her Pew! it's like a jump scare moment where you see it yeah but man do i like have like vivid memories of seeing that for the first time as a teenager and it freaked me out yeah it was it's so freaky looking scary and that's what i'm talking about where it's like ringu helped refine the book mm -hmm. it helped refine it to tighten up the story and get it more palatable right but technology and and just literal dollars not that i will always champion dollars but like they but I don't, sometimes you're using dollars to hire a technical makeup person exactly who can execute it perfectly in ringu whenever somebody dies because samara appears they just go like ah and then they freeze frame uh -huh. and cut the film to black and white yeah it's just a technological limitation yeah really. but the american movie is really scary for that reason they, yes. they were just able to achieve on it i think definitely um the entire movie is 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 uh, bizarre and fun but for people who don't really know so the videotape itself naomi watts mm -hmm. now is watching it she's got a son named aiden who only calls her by her first name yeah he'd be like rachel rachel what are we doing rachel right. and it's a little annoying he's a little too smart it's clear that he's a riff on Haley joel osmond from yes, the sixth sense completely like i know that the kid character exists in the book and in the in ringu but in the american adaptation it feels like a rip off mm -hmm. of sixth sense um, but so she watches the tape and then realizes, oh, if I look at the iconography on the tape, 
It relates to things in real life, almost mm-hmm. like Final Destination, where somebody has a premonition or a vision, yeah, and then they reverse engineer what it means to try to get to to fix the underlying problem. Right. She's now going down this rabbit hole of learning about the tape where it came from, and this little kid who, in the American version, is named Samara. And the fun thing at the end, when she ultimately finds the body in the well, and you know, in in this is like classical Western ghost story stuff. She was in the well. We've got to give her. Uh, 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 right. We have got to bring her to hallowed ground. We have to give her a, a Christian burial or something. Well, that's what they think will work in Ring. Right. And no, no. No. Her son goes, you you set her free? You weren't supposed to do that. Mm-hmm. And the movie ends with this idea that she made it worse. Yeah. Not just that the curse goes on, but she made it worse. The juice is loose. The juice is loose. Yeah. So let's talk about the Ring too. This one is dunked on dumped on i don't remember having seen it i'm I'm really not sure hyper crapped on yeah like you're sitting on the bowl reading the toilet paper yeah using the drop exactly Mm -hmm. you're going for the drop hopefully you're not at an airbnb people endlessly dragged this movie through the mud yeah were they right yes were they also a little bit wrong yes Uh i have the most controversial opinion of all this episode i watched the ring too being like, this is the one that really sucks. Yeah. And it's bad. There's also a lot of stuff in it that I was like. Do you like it more than The Ring? No. Okay. I no. thought that's what you were going to say when we said it was a very controversial oh, opinion. Oh, no. That would be hyper. That would yeah. be like. That'd be like This me, would become a cursed video. A that, cursed episode. That would be like me liking the Tom Cruise mummy more than I like The Mummy. That is a pretty big shocker. I know. I got a lot of feedback on that. Did you really? Yeah. A lot Did of you f- get in trouble? Yeah, I got a lot of fearless feedback. Wow. Yeah. Oh my God. <laughs> so uh, in this movie, it, it is such a mess. It is so confusing. Um, but here's what I've what I've got from it. Um, it was directed by the guy who directed Ringu mm-hmm. and Spiral, the original Japanese director. They brought him over and and gave him the Ring Two, which I think is like actually. Really impressive. Yeah, that's cool. And a cool thing to do, because like Hollywood doesn't always do stuff like that. Yeah, it likes to be kind of insular. Exactly. But they invited the original director to come over here and make a sequel to The Ring. Mm -hmm. However, they gave him such a hard time about what he was filming and why they micromanaged everything. He said that he will never make another Hollywood movie again. Mm. He will never work in this franchise again, ever, 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 ever. He will only make movies in Japan. Okay. That sucks. That does suck. Well, he's fr- I mean, maybe it's not the worst thing in the world for him. He's I just know. like, all right, it was a mistake, but maybe he's still just making movies, but in Japan. And I happy. hope so. I, yeah. I have not followed up. Right. But uh, Naomi Watts did not want to make this. She said she hated the script, but she, her contract <laughs> said you got to make this movie. Uh-huh. So it's it's like a doomed movie. Yeah. You know? So in the opening, we have another uh, sort of like urban legend type opening. Um, I also like this intro. It's also cheesy. It's a fun setup. Mm-hmm. The tape. A guy takes a girl out on a date. She's kind of like, I'm, I'm amazed that like, you're like the jock. You're like the football hero that you're even looking at me. Yeah. And he goes, well, you know, maybe it takes a while to notice some good before it's gone, babe. There's some like <laughs> you know, dunderheaded oaf. So he brings her over to the house. The whole thing is he watched the tape and he needs a rube. He's got to pass it on. He's got to pass on the curse. Freaking guy. So he goes, babe, we'll smooch. 
but first I need you to watch a movie for me. Yeah. <laughs> it's always weird how people set this up. They're like, yeah, right. I need you to look at something for two minutes. Right. Strange. Like, why? So he gives her the tape and he goes in the other room. And the second that he walks into the room and he's alone, he drops the cool guy act and he's like sweating and like grabbing the table. And I thought that was kind of neat. That's, this sounds pretty good to, to me. To see the dichotomy of somebody who's trying to be cool, but then they drop the facade and they're so nervous alone. Right. And then My tummy. He's staring at the clock going like, come on. And then at a certain point he goes, just hit play, start the tape. He's like getting aggro. It's like really weird. Yeah. And then you hear the tape start. It's very telltale, the sound of that tape. Mm-hmm. And uh, he starts to like relax a little bit. But then things start going haywire. Technology starts going haywire. And water starts pooling from under the door. And he rushes into the room. And the tape is ending. It's cutting to static at the end. She should have watched the whole thing. But as he walks around, she was covering her eyes the whole time. She didn't actually watch it. She was too scared. That sounds good. And he gets got. I like that. It's a tidy little ghost story. Yeah, I like that a lot. It's It's really good. The cold opens Mm -hmm. of these movies are like better than the movies. Yeah. And they're corny. Right. But I like them so much. I don't much mind more. corny. Because yeah. then we're back to Naomi Watts in this grand epic of fighting Samara. She's moved. Aiden is also a psychic kid, unclear. Um, uh, they The tape is back in their lives because somebody in this new town talks about somebody, a kid dies, and uh-huh. she's like, my God, it's happening again. Yeah. Naomi Watts tracks down the tape and tries to smash it. Samara, the ghost, is summoned by that and sees her, and she goes, like, It's you. So now Samara is interested in Naomi Watts again. Yeah. But the whole thing becomes much like your books about possessing Aiden to try to be reborn in him. Oh, okay. Which is messy. And then the rest of the movie is a lot about like, is Naomi Watts going to have to kill her own son? And did Samara's birth mother try to kill her? A lot of people going like, did you have postpartum depression when you had Aiden? Uh Like weaving in these elements of, you know, therapy and and mental mental disease right you know, mental illness mental keep disease. it out well <laughs> i know i know but like i just like i this doesn't fit I don't, nah. I don't i don't like this and there are really funny embarrassing shots where they're like zoom in on aiden he's like ah! like it's just <laughs> poorly directed yeah um the whole thing is messy there are embarrassing cgi deer mm-hmm. that react to him there's a whole thing that like samara animals don't act to her uh, they, they like they they know something's wrong with her basically. So yeah. animals get aggressive around her. So there's this insanely long scene where deer CGI deer. It looks like they made a CGI deer. Yeah, and then hit copy paste, copy paste, copy paste. And 2002, the CGI was good, but not good enough to yeah. make this look normal. They're just cartoon Roger Rabbit deer. Maybe you gotta skip it then. Oh, it's it's insane. It's Oof. it's out of control. Um, Samara possesses Aiden. He no longer calls. The telltale is that he goes, I love you, mommy. He doesn't call her Rachel anymore. Yeah. Yeah. And she knows. So she drowns him in a bathtub. Oh my God. The whole thing is, it all boils down to. she drowns Samara out of him. Yeah. Yeah. It all boils down to when she finds Samara's birth mother, it's Sissy Spacek. Oh. Now in a mental institution. Mm -hmm. And she had tried to kill Samara right after Samara was born. Mm -hmm. Why? She told her to. And Aiden, in a dream state, communic- the real Aiden, yeah. communicates with Naomi Watts and goes, she can't hear us when we're sleeping. She never sleeps. You're going to have to kill me. And so it's this weird level of like, man, is Naomi Watts doing the right thing? In a way that it's in some... Complicated. It's complicated. It's overly complicated. In some ways, it's interesting. In some ways, feels a little inappropriate. 
Yeah. You know, it feels... Yeah, it doesn't sound great. Yeah, it feels like a bummer, and it's uh -huh. icky, and people did not like this movie. At the end of the movie, yeah. Naomi get, Watts gets sucked into the TV, um, and she battles... She's probably better off. Yeah. She battles Samara in a well, mm -hmm. and then she climbs to the top of the well while Samara, like, does this weird herky-jerky climb Which behind her. Which we also her. watch on Patreon. That's right. Upcoming. Gets up to the top and pushes that stone thing to close the well. Yeah. And Samara's whole thing was she wants to become a kid again, alive... So she can have a family. So she can have a mommy again. Ay, ay, and so ay. she's like, mommy. This is sad. Mommy. From inside the well. And then it zooms on Naomi Watts. She goes, not your fudging mommy. And she slams the oh, well yeah. shut. Oh, yeah. I, maybe I've watched clips or something. I remember that. The movie ends suggesting that this really is all done and behind them. Yeah, okay. Well, and then good. we get rings in 2017. Yeah. The opening of the movie is people on an airplane. This is the worst one. But I also still liked it. <laughs> <laughs> a woman's like, you look nervous. Scared to fly. He's like, oh, I don't want to talk about it. She goes, Penny, for your thoughts, big lug. Yeah. You can help to talk. And he goes, I watched this videotape seven days ago. Oh, my I'll, God. I just have to get through the next. Casually dropping that on his seatmate? On a stranger. And he goes, I just have to get through the next five minutes. <laughs> like, so close. And then all of the seat back monitors that I've turn seen, to the ring. And I like it. Which I was super interested in. Yeah, I, I like wanted it. to see a million little Samaras totally. come out of all of the seats. Like gremlins. But they like cut away before they show what really happens. They imply, well, they, they imply is the wrong word. They overtly show. The mm -hmm. cockpit door flies open. The pilots are already dead in there, which they didn't watch <laughs> the tape. That's crazy. Maybe everybody on the plane had watched the tape. I right, don't know. right. You'd think that it'd be the one guy, and then maybe the plane would be affected because the one guy has Samara after him. Yeah. But it really acts like everybody in the plane is now subject to this curse. So the pilot door flies open, and the last thing you see before they just cut to black is a very poorly, like, Compton Samara climbing out of a little monitor in the pilot's That's, cockpit. That sounds so ridiculous. And then they smash out of that intro. Man. And they cut to the guy from Roseanne. Oh, what? John and Goodman? And Big Bang Theory. It's some... Oh, Jonathan... What the hell is it? Galecki? Johnny Galecki. Yeah. Johnny Galecki is thrifting. Uh-huh. And he buys an old VCR. And he's gonna... That makes sense. Yeah. And then he's alone in his studio and he's watching it. And it's the ring tape. Mm-hmm. And then he looks out the window and it's raining, but all the rain is going up. Yeah. And then, boom, smash rings title card i'm like you had two cold opens That's for rings weird. yeah it's like a mess <laughs> weird. and then we're introduced to like another thing and another thing and then we meet our main character it's very weird uh-huh but the fun idea here at it, it, once we get to the real movie it's three years after johnny galucky watched the tape yeah he survived ah he's a college professor he's the one he's the one and he has been studying this tape for three years. He is one of these college professors that's a little too personable. Yeah. They show him teaching a class. He's like, what is life about? Life is about finding that moment. <laughs> is he getting lost in his own stuff as he's teaching? And then like, um, class dismissed. Class um, dismissed. Have your tests for tomorrow. <laughs> he's so like, he's sort of like the cool guy professor. Yeah. He's like, but having fun. About having sex, yes, but that's not what I'm talking about, guys. It's like, stop saying this to these people or children. <laughs> God, I don't I care that they're college. in college. These are like, sucks. You suck, Johnny. You suck, dude. Hey, teach what you suck. Hey, hey you suck. You suck, bro. Spitball. <laughs> sucks. Yeah. And it's just like, I'm not talking to these kids about sex. No. But so what he's doing is 
he's been studying the tape and writing papers on it. But nobody knows that he's doing this. So I'm like, where you could be. He's distributing the idea through documents. He is. He's got a secret club. All right. And there's a, a woman named Julia. She's our new main character. Her husband goes to this college and he's disappeared. So she mm-hmm. goes to try to find him, meets Johnny Galecki, and uh, finds out about this secret floor of a college building where when the doors open of an elevator, it's a long hallway mm-hmm. and then a television at the end. Well, that's sweet. And that was a cool image. Yeah. And it's it's his security system because just beyond that, there's like a nightclub that he runs of people watching the ring tape. Oh my and God. passing it on back this and forth between sicky. each other. And they'll have photo he'll photograph people who have seen the ring and then have the image blown up and hung on the wall. So you have all these distorted faces hung on the walls. Yeah. And people are freaking out. It's like a serial killer. A little bit. And people are freaking out and being like, I'm just nervous because like the person I'm supposed to pass the ring to, they haven't gotten in touch, man. What am I gonna do? And he goes, Relax, I'll get you a tail. Just relax. You're freaking out. Go home, have a couple of drinks, just chill. It I'll sounds, send a tail. It sounds like I would like it. I know. I was <laughs> shocked. I'm into it. I was shocked. <laughs> yeah. It all it will all fall apart. This entire thing, this like a little society doing this was yeah. kind of enjoyable. The society thing falls apart too. This girl who's like itching for somebody to watch the tape for her um, ends up uh, fighting our main character who still can't find her boyfriend. Mm-hmm. And this girl is basically like, I'll help you find him. I just need you to l- watch a tape for me first. Yeah. We know what's going on. Of course. But they get into a fight. Julia can tell that this is some sort of a some it sort of a scheme. Good. She doesn't understand, but she knows something's wrong. I don't know a lot, but I wouldn't watch that tape. So she manages to get away from the girl and lock herself in the bathroom, and then all the TVs in the girl's apartment start turning on. Uh-huh. And she's ripping them out of the wall. She's like smashing screens. She destroys her own laptop. And then finally the big flat screen on the wall turns on with the well image Mm -hmm. and so she rips it off the television unplugs it rips all the wires out off and leaves the tv flat like the screen is flat on the ground but water starts pouring out of it Uh and then it lifts up and samara is climbing down out of the tv and so the tv is like i love rings like lifting up off of her at an angle as she comes out of the television yeah and kills the girl yeah and then samara the the girl in the bathroom julia is like what the hell are these sounds and through the frosted glass window of the bathroom door, Samara comes over, and so you can just barely see the shape of Samara through the glass. Mm-hmm. Like, sort of, like, fuzzy and, and distorted, can't quite make her out. Julia tries to peek through the keyhole to see what's going on, and just Samara's eye is looking right back at her. Oh. And another thing I like about the American movies, I'm really praising these terrible remakes. Well, whatever. One of the effects of Samara in the American movies is she's got this CGI static all over her. Yeah. Even when she's in our world, she looks like a VHS mm-hmm. image, which is really fun. Yeah. I really, really like, I like that. It too. And so Samara's now seen Julia. Julia gets roped in. The stuff that sucks is that she finally meets up with her boyfriend. He learns about the curse and everything. And he's like, going to make a copy of the, the video. Just like the tapes. Yeah. So she copies a QuickTime video okay. on his desktop and pastes it. Pastes a copy. It's just like not as interesting. <laughs> no. Nah. You'd think in the age of cell phones, it would just be, I send you a video. Yes. Now it's on your phone too. Yeah, right. But no, they, they copy a, an MP4. Yeah, it feels know? lamer, even though it's the exact same it's the same thing, premise. but it feels yeah. lamer. Just like if you're trying to dramatize something, it's just not as interesting as going like, here, look for yourself. Right. And then you send the image and you hear like, bloop, bloop. On your phone, it's like, you've got yeah. it. Now it's on your device. Yeah, it's on you. But so now she's cursed, and they've got to get to the bottom of this. 
uh, and the tape has become a mega tape. They go back to Johnny Galecki, and he's like, we'll help you too. Mm-hmm. We'll make a copy of your tape, pass it on to somebody else. You don't have to worry about any of this. I've never seen somebody selflessly copy the tape to take the curse themselves. I've never seen that before. But right. you, Julia, you did that for your boyfriend. You took the curse to save him. Never seen that before. Anyway, let's copy your file to give it to someone else. Well, that's strange. Dang thing won't copy. Uh-oh. Julia's tape has become the, like, mega tape. Whoa. It's new. It's different. It has different scary images It's mutated like a virus. Yes. And her mega tape that can't be copied has new cryptic images on it that she has to figure out like Naomi Watts did. Which makes a lot of sense. Yeah, totally. And I was like, ooh, what are these new scary images going to be? Because the original tape is like a wriggling finger in a box and maggots. And then it clicks and the maggots are now like writhing teeny bodies and stuff. Like really weird and scary. (laughs) Again, like Willy Wonka, like the the scary tunnel. Sure. And uh, yeah, there is a big centipede. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But so uh, I'm like, what are the the cool new things going to be? It looks like the opening to American Horror Story. Okay. Like not to be... Yeah, but super snobby, but it's like here's a church and all the Bibles are floating. Yeah, you know, like it's just like all right, like every one of them is now. Um, they're not just seemingly discordant images. Every single thing is a metaphor. It's somehow typical scary images. Typical scary. But so they figure it all out. They got to get Samara's body, and they there's a priest that took the body, played by Vincent D'Onofrio. Mm. He's blind. Okay, turns out he's Samara's birth father. Oh. We've met the adoptive parents in the ring. We met a uh, birth mother in ring two. And here we've got the father, uh, which actually makes a certain amount of sense. Yeah, <laughs> sure. surprised by Vincent D'Onofrio blinded himself so that Samara could not ever kill him. All this right. Also kind of interesting. Pretty sound. And uh, he had kidnapped uh, Samara's mother and kept her in the basement, even when she gave birth. Okay. So like he's somewhat part of the curse. Although... Yeah. This is a big thing to drop just in a sentence. There is, you know about like how there are references throughout the franchise that Samara's father might be a water deity? I don't really remember. There's like mentions that like her father is basically Poseidon. That's why okay. she's associated with water and stuff. All right. But I don't know anything about that. Hmm. I know about Vincent D'Onofrio, who is a big major creep and yeah. eventually now tries to kidnap Julia, saying that she reminds him of Samara's mother. Uh-huh. He's going to keep her. Oh but boy. then Samara sort of comes to the rescue, okay. question mark, and cures her father's blindness so that he can see her so that she can kill him. Okay. And ultimately, right. at the end of the movie, you know how like everybody in the franchise always gets marked? Like they have like Samara's hand yeah. and stuff. Julia got marked too, but because it's the mega tape, mm-hmm. the mark is different. It's like bumps on her palm. Uh. The bumps, those aren't just normal bumps. They're braille. It means rebirth. Oh, my God. Julia has been possessed by Samara. And at the end of the movie, we find out that... Oh, my God. I just remember what happens. I took all these notes, by the way. I'm just talking. Yes. We find out that Julia has been possessed by Samara. And as we learn this information, she's, like, peeling her own skin and seeing that there's pale, gross flesh under there. Mm -hmm. Which, like, wouldn't you want to possess somebody so that you look alive? Yeah. Not so that your skin peels off and you look like a spooky ghost. Yeah, right. Anyway. Uh, her boyfriend's on his computer, and all of a sudden, the Julia MP4 file starts copying, going like, copying over and over and over and over and over and over, and automatically sending to everybody in his address book. Oh, no. And it just says, like, hey, watch this video. Hey, I think you'd like this video. And he's going, no, no, no. No! 
Yeah. And you smash to credits and the implication that the mega tape has gone. Yeah. Talk about a viral video. Talk about viral. I know. And the curse has gone so big, probably takes over the globe. Of course. But we'll never know. Somehow we're still here. That's the last one. Yeah. I mean, there is a lot of sweet sounding stuff in, in that. There's a that's lot what, that I like. In I would that. give it a look. Here's the weirdest. The, the final thing that I want to tell you about is true. I was thinking a lot about the fact that this videotape mm-hmm. has images from a psychic girl on it and how that's silly. But what's crazy is I've seen a headline recently. This is true. There are computers that are able to read brainwaves and then um, basically say, like, they'll show somebody a video. Yeah. Um, and then they'll uh, uh, have this thing, this computer thing that can read your brainwaves and reconstruct images from the video you just watched. Okay. And so I've pulled Yowie. an example of this in the screen on the video. This is real. Mm-hmm. Somebody watched a video where there's, like, a person's face and then a computer tries to reconstruct what they saw. And it's really just, just a blurry version of it. Reviewing the brainwaves and it's a blurry, no face human shape. Right. This is real. This is real modern technology. Mm-hmm. And so in a weird sense, this ridiculous ring story about a psychic girl who makes a haunted videotape yeah. from her own mind. It's mostly, it's almost, it's it's like she had airplay, from like, a, yeah. <laughs> like an iPad. Yeah, right. You know, she like wirelessly transferred this stuff to a tape. Right. And that's why it comes out all weird and cryptic. Yeah. And you've got to decode it. Because when this thing reads yeah, your brain waves, similar. I still I don't know who that is, but you can no. probably find out. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like this technology, modern technology mimics Sadako's curse tape. Yeah, is what I'm saying to you. We always knew we would get here someday. It's true. Yeah, so that's it. That's all. The best. I don't want to talk about it anymore. <laughs> well, we hope that you enjoyed this episode all about the ring. Like we said, go to patreon.com slash pod if you'd like to support the show and get a bunch of awesome bonuses. You can also go to gttupod.com if you would like to check out all things Guides the Unknown. There are links to all of our episodes, information about advertising with us, links to our Facebook group, our merch, all kinds of fun stuff. Yeah. Uh, thank you all. For hanging out with us. Thank you to anybody who supports us on uh, Patreon. Big time. Um, I'm going to post that uh, video of Zoe Mm -hmm. uh, climbing around like a little teeny tiny Sadako. Yeah. Actually, this is true. For this show, I edited that video and tried to cut it together with sounds from the ring tape. Uh And then it would go to static at the end. Yeah, yeah. Like a scary tape. And I was doing that on my phone on uh, Adobe Premiere Rush. Mm -hmm. And I closed it and reopened it and it was gone. Oh, that sucks. So, Curse... Could be. Uh, yes. Likely. Gonna say yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Gonna go with definitely yeah. So thank you all so much for hanging out with us. Make sure you come back Monday. We're gonna be looking at a bunch of ring clips. We're gonna be reacting to actual moments from the franchise and mm-hmm. parodies of it and ways that people have used Samara and Sadako to prank yep. unsuspecting strangers. Uh, that's, right. that's Monday on patreon.com slash pod. Next week, we'll be back with another spooky topic to cover here on the main show. Mm-hmm. Until then, make sure you follow us online. Yep, I'm at Chillin' Kristen, and you can follow all of our social media at GTTUPod. I am at The Myth Traveler. So see you next week, everybody. But until that time comes, we must travel. Back to the netherworld, go we Yikes. Back into the television. Back to the well. First you listened, mm-hmm. now you die. <laughs> <laughs>